What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back. Why I'm every job occupation a through z from the trash man to the ceo and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too i'm your host kojo thompson and today we have a very special guest with us it is nikki korea now nikki is the founder of genuine glow a skincare and wellness company based in new york city before she started her company she was an executive for a fortune 500 company for 10 years and she has got a lot to share with us here today so nikki shall i proceed yes indeed let's go nikki how are you feeling today i'm wonderful thanks how are you i'm doing very well thank you i just got finished my workout so i'm a little pumped right now awesome. but other than that other than that everything is going very well so nikki um, I'm real excited to to um, dive into what you do. So, Nikki, why did you found a skincare uh, and wellness company in New York City? Okay, so good question. So, I actually, I would say for as long as I can remember, I had an interest in personal care products, specifically topical products that you can put on your body. But I went to college at the University of South Carolina. There were not beauty companies that were in the area, so I never really considered how I could take what I was interested in and apply that to a profession. And I think that happens to a lot of us, right? Like we don't necessarily think about we're just interested, we need to get a job, we need to do something, and so we don't take the time to be deliberate about how our interests can actually match what we're gonna do for a profession. So I got very lucky. I, as you mentioned, I started working for a company right after college and worked my way up the corporate ladder. Um, but that passion that I had for wellness and for skincare never really went away. And it was something that I was researching and learning about on the side. And then when I was in my 20s, I started doing a lot of travel and especially a lot of international travel. And the one thing if you've ever been overseas, you will notice that when you go to a store there or a pharmacy, a lot of their anything ranging from medicine to beauty products are going to be holistic. And so it showed me that there was a different way than necessarily we were doing it in the US and that um, a different way that could be better for me. So I started incorporating into that, that into my lifestyle. So when I was looking for some type of, whether it be a medical solution, a skincare solution, a beauty solution, I always tried a holistic route first before going into something that was synthetic. And about six years ago, I started having some different skin issues and went to a dermatologist and they were like, you know, there are all these pills and creams that you could take. And it seemed really that it was just something that was going to treat the issue and not get to the root cause of it. And I really wanted to make sure that I was getting to the, the root cause of it. And at that time, you know, I was working like 70 plus hours a week. I was just like the, the life stress that, that can come up when you're working, you know, a, a, a very high paced job. And so I really wanted to tackle what those root causes were. And so I started working with an organic farmer and I met a holistic formulator and we started talking about different ways that products and different natural ingredients can be used to solve some of the issues that I was having. And I started formulating my own skincare. And so I did that for a while, not knowing that it was even going to ever be a business. It was just something that I was doing for me. Then at the 10 year mark of 
where I was working, I had a decision to make. I was like, okay, do I want to move into another role with the company? Do I want to potentially look elsewhere or, or what do I want to do? So like a, a lot of people do, I guess I sat down and I thought about, you know, where, what are my strengths? What am I good at? How do I want to spend my day? And it was all about the things I loved, like growing business, interacting with customers and clients, um, really being able to provide some type of service or a benefit. And I realized that all of these things also apply to what I was doing in terms of natural skincare. And so I just said to myself, I had this managerial experience, I had this business experience, and I could be able to apply all my skills and do it for something that was for me, that I was really passionate about. So that's how it came to be. Very nice. Very nice. I love that story right there, Nikki. And uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper into it. So what do you what were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you're doing today? So that was interesting. Um, you know, I there are a lot of people that will say, like, if you are like an athlete in school, that there are all these studies, like you're more competitive and that like you grow up to be like this amazing adult. And I was not an athlete. And so like not because I, I didn't like sports, but because like I'm really not coordinated. So it had nothing to do with any type of like team play or, or things like that. But I'm an only child. And I think like one of the benefits of being an only child is the fact that you have the ability to really formulate your own opinion without a lot of outside influence. So, you know, I've just found from friends that they have siblings, you know, it's, it's well, my older brother, or my older sister like this. So I automatically liked it, too. And so I think one of the benefits of being an only child was that those influences weren't around me. So I really was able to like whatever music I liked or whatever TV shows I liked or whatever games I liked because there was no one else that was really giving input into it. And so I think that that has stayed with me through life. So when I do find myself interested in it, I don't necessarily need validation from somebody else to say like, oh, that's a good idea or oh, that's a good concept or oh, I like this. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Makes a lot of sense to me. So what is the average day like for you? Okay. So it's, it's different now. If you can see, I'm working from home. Mm -hmm. um, I typically work in New York City in Bryant Park. And obviously with COVID-19, that's not happening. So <laughs> I'm home right now. So we actually just went through a five-year rebrand relaunch that happened in April of this year. So I don't know if that's the worst timing or the best timing because of what's happening yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, with a focus on really, we originally mostly direct-to-consumer. And so the big plan was to rebrand, to be able to sit on shelves, like to have this great, re these great retail partnerships. So that has been a little slow to start because so much has been closed down and manufacturing was shut down for a while. So a typical day for me right now, and I would say it changes quarterly. So um, I am I'm finishing up packaging for a new package that we have coming out. So I will talk to designers throughout the day talk to um, the manufacturer, the people that are actually going to be printing it, the lab, really managing that inventory process. Um, also, a great deal of it is when we do have retail partnerships, there's a legal aspect. I have to look through the contracts, have to make sure the insurance. So it's a lot of back office stuff that you don't see. And then another big part of it would be pitching, you know, trying to pitch to whether it be editors or whether it be to retail shops, like to get the name brand recognition out there. So I would say a lot of my time is spent selling and explaining the product. I'm hoping that as I move into next year, 
a lot of that alleviates itself and that I can be able to do more things like this because one of the core aspects of Genuine Glow, where it's wellness and skincare, is that we have a product, an exfoliator, that's our, our our one and only product that we manufacture, but we also have a recent watch blog that really talks about like stories of connection. So it is, if you think about like an experience, we've all had an experience that we've gone through in life that has probably changed us in some way. And, but we often don't talk about those things. Like we talk about our shared hobbies, our shared interests, but not really what like makes us who we are and why we are and the decisions we make. And so I wanted, after I had my own personal experience, uh, my mom passed away about two years ago and it just kind of, it changed, like your foundation shakes, it changes everything. I really wanted to talk, I wanted to focus on what connects us as individuals and launch this blog with these shared stories of connection. So if people are going through a rough time, they could be able to find something. And it's like, you know what, I'm not alone in this. Like I am. I'm also going through what this person has been through. And if they're okay, I feel like I'm going to be okay. And so that's where the wellness aspect comes in. And so that's something that I'm hoping to start spending more of my time doing is really talking about how inner well-being plays for our outer all, for our overall beauty. Very nice. Very nice. I love that answer right there. I really do. And I, I, I have to support that. You got to, um, once we get to the end, we got to We got to um, leave a link to support that or anything just to support that. So uh, but we'll, we'll get there. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? OK, so the most what I like the most about it is I think, number one, being an independent person, I like the fact that I have control over really what direction the business is going. But I also just really enjoy working with people and hearing about how their day to day has improved because of either our product or something that they read that was on our blog, but just really being able to feel like you're making a positive impact to our customers and to our clients. And it's just a win win for everybody. That's my favorite. Very nice. OK, so, of course, the back end of that question is what you enjoy the least. Yeah. So. So I would say on the opposite end of being independent and liking that I can kind of control my own path for the day, what I like least about it is that sometimes it can get lonely. You know, it, there can be moments when, you know, you are, you know, I'm the only one maybe building something and in my friend circle, you know, no, it, it's hard to kind of explain from the beginning where I've been and where I'm going. And so you can have moments of where it's like, okay, I'm doing all of these things and I feel like they're really big things, but I, there's not a lot of people to talk to about that. Yes. There can be moments of just like, okay, like this is all great, but it could be lonely sometimes. Yeah. I understand. I, I completely understand. Okay. So, um, what this, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. Um, and I, I really want to hear your answer to it. So what do you feel that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Okay. So do I feel like it mattered to me? Um, I guess the two parts. So overall and to me, I think, I think you can't deny, right. That we live in a society that when you graduate from high school is going to look and like make a judgment on who you are as a person based on what your GPA is. So I could never say that they don't matter because they obviously do in our society. But I think more importantly, where grades come into play is that it teaches us 
good habits about time management, about discipline, about even being able to do something that we really don't enjoy. If we don't like a particular subject, we can't just walk away from it. And those are things that are going to transpire into real life as well. There are, th there are things that we just have to do as adults and whether that is you know, even just like fun stuff, like when you're packing for a vacation, like you have to pack, no one really enjoys that. So I think it just establishes in terms of like studying and caring about academics, it just helps with good habits that you can take later in life. But I don't think if you are not particularly strong in a subject or subjects and you're doing your best and you can't get it, like your life is not doomed. Your GPA is not going to determine what you're going to be in life. There are people that could have a 4.0 and they might not be as successful as someone who had the 2.5 GPA. So they matter to an extent because it's how our society views people, but there's so much more that goes along with to, to success rather than what your GPA is or what your grades are. Very nice. I love that answer right there. Spot on, spot on, just right. And I really love this. So uh, I'm, I'm going to break down this next question for you a little bit. Yeah. So what do you feel that your impact is? When I say impact, what are you devoted to? What's your devotion? Okay, so my big passion in life is is inner well-being and mental health. And I think particularly in the beauty industry, I think that it's it's a great place to be to have this reshifting of how we view, view beauty because right now there's a lot of like the imagery that we see is all this like smiling faces, like you use a shade of lip gloss, you're happy, you dye your hair this color, you're happy. And that's not real life. And I think that the beauty industry is the best place to really have this resurgence and redefine what beauty is to make sure that we're not ignoring what's on the inside and that we're looking at character just as much as we're looking at someone's outward appearance. And so to me, I, I would hope that my contribution is that, that I'm bringing light to a subject that I think has been ignored. I think when we look at mental health, we look at it as a separate entity and we don't look at the, we don't consider the images that we're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis and how that actually impacts our mental health. And so that's what, that's what I hope that I'm putting out to the world and I hope that I'm making clear is that, um, that I really want genuine glow and I really want myself to be viewed as someone who's an advocate for inner and outer beauty and combining those two equally. Trust me, it's it's kind of like the law of attraction. If you think you're beautiful, you will be beautiful right. out on the outside. Like you have to, but first you have to have that, you you have to have your mind right first. And um, it, and I, again, I thousand percent agree with what you just you said. Have, yeah, you have to have your mind right. And it's like so many of like the images that we're seeing, like they impact us on a day to day basis. And so like we have we have to make a change and just like peel back the layers a little bit to make sure that we're not just looking at someone who's smiling in first class and thinking like they have everything in, in life figured out. There's so much more that happens in life that we need to make sure that we are balanced on the inside first and then you'll feel so much better. And I thousand percent agree. I mean, um, people, the, these advertising, these big advertising people who um, ab who market um, to to people, um, you know, who don't have it yet um, are really trying to sell you a fantasy there. So they're trying to they're trying to make the advertisement, whatever they're selling to you, seem like this is going to make your life so much better when really it's it's really not. It, the, the whole point of the advertisement is to try to to make you buy it by thinking it that by making you think that it's something you need in order to be happy. That's why they're trying to sell you a fantasy. But it's it really you the, the stuff that you don't have is not going to make you happy. You got to be happy with the stuff that you have already, mm -hmm. whether it's your yourself as a, a person or your your surroundings, the household you grew up in. Like you first, you must be happy with what you got. 
and then you will start growing from there. Trust me. That's again, it starts from the inside out. And, um, so and I think I, that that's, that's part of like the, the blog that I'm building and, and why I care about it, because there are times where we might be going through something in life and it happens at all ages, right? It could happen when you're eight years old. It can happen when you're 80 year old, that something happens and you might not feel like you have anybody to talk to about it. You might not feel that anyone else has been through that. And so this blog is really with the hopes of like, you can go here and you can find someone who has been through something and know that you are not alone. That Very other people have nice. been through it, that they're okay, and maybe even provide tools to help you recover faster or help you get to the other side of, of how you're feeling. Very nice. Very nice. And that blog link is right, right around the corner. Give me give me one second. We're, we're down to that final question. Again, uh, Nick, you've given an excellent, excellent, excellent interview, excellent answers to these questions. But if there is just one, just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there right now listening who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Okay. I would say don't ask advice from people who aren't doing what you are doing. So I think in human nature is that we, we have an idea, we want to talk about it, we want to almost vet it from our friends and family. But if you want to move into any type of business ownership or any type of entrepreneur, you have to think that you're automatically doing something that hasn't been done before. And so you have to be very cautious about where you're getting your advice from and if it's from people who have never done what you're trying to do you're probably not going to get the answer that's going to be very helpful or that you're even going to appreciate and so i think that that would be my biggest piece of advice don't ask don't ask for advice from people who've never done what you're doing and and let me just uh, add on a piece of that i mean most of the time when you go to somebody with a with an idea that you want to put into into action um, when, when you ask them like, Hey, what do you think of that? They're just going to give you their opinion. They're mm -hmm. not going to give you an actual like piece of advice. Like, Oh, this is, um, you know, like, uh, well, let me, you know, like tell you the step-by-step -step on how to do this or whatever. They're just going to give you their opinion. So right. if they, if, if they think that all politicians are evil people and you come up to them and say, you're, you're trying to be a politician, they're going to be like, that's a terrible idea. Why would you become a politician? Blah, blah, blah. And you're going to get so much negative feedback. So right. You guys got to make sure people have to make sure. I mean, and honestly, you got to you got to talk to people who are in your in your lane. And that's the whole point of this podcast, really. Um, it's called the YI Network. And, and it's for the listeners to to be connected with people that they can relate to. So mm -hmm. um, have somebody that they can relate to and also reach out to them so that they can get that advice if they're not hearing enough from um, the, the conversations that we're having like right now. Um, and I, I will put this in, too, because I can 100 percent relate to that. I, I mean, I remember telling my dad about um, me creating this podcast. And to this day, he still thinks it's a blog. Like, yeah, he doesn't know the difference between a podcast and a blog. So he's right. just like, oh, how's your blog going? And right. it's just so yeah. frustrating because yeah. people and again, like you, you would just become frustrated. And I've, I've I don't know if I've, he still calls it a blog to this day, but I don't know if I've, you know, um, you, you just trust me. You're going to have a lot of at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot of good and bad. Um, responses, but I feel like they are all going to push you to towards your goal. So um, regardless, even when you get that bad opinion or that bad whatever or, or that negative energy towards your great idea, keep pushing. You Use it to motivate you. Don't hold the grudge, I'd say, but use it to motivate you and prove that person wrong and say that, no, I'm really going to go out here and do this. I'm really going to go out here. I mean, I'm, I'm living, breathing, walking, talking proof of that. I'm literally going out here and I'm proving that this is something that is 
um, formidable and something that can uh, actually be done. So 100%. I thousand percent there's agree with literally, you. Like there, there's not an idea or there's not a dream or there's not a goal that can't be accomplished. Like it mostly is just because I think people listen to other people and they convince themselves that it can't be done. Once you start making excuses as to why it can, or you start justifying why it can't, like you've already sold yourself short. Like you have to be so confident in what you're doing that it doesn't matter what other people say. And I know for me in particular, that was really hard. And in my first few years, I was really affected by, because I, one, I, I asked for opinions and I asked for advice and I was really affected by what people said because you would ask five people and get five different answers. And so I just kind of lost my balance in regards to, okay, what am I building? What matters to me? And I had to have really this like really like deep, deeply um, dig deeply to come up with, okay, what is important to me? What do I want to build? And that's where this idea for this inner outer beauty company. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to make the changes and I don't need anyone else's opinion on what I'm doing because it's what I believe in. And remember your why. Again, that, just to wrap that up, just remember your why. Remember why you're doing it. And that's, again, that's why we ask um, each and every job profession, why, 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 why do you do it? And it's important. It's the most important thing. That's what keeps you driven. That's what keeps you uh, pushing through all the, the negative and also the positive. That's what, you know, when you reach a certain level of success, you're going to go ahead and do it again because you remember why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And everybody has a why. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a certain talent that they can contribute to the world to make a, the world a better place before they leave it. So, um, and again, uh, Nikki, it was an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. I need the link to that blog so I can leave it in the link in the description below for my um for all my listeners to go and check it out um and anything else that you want to go ahead and promote please shout it out right now so that we can um so my audience can reach yours yeah so our website is www.agenuineglow.com and from there i think it's just and if you want to get the blog it's just backslash blog but um you can access it very easily from the website so it's just agenuineglow.com Perfect. Perfect. And please, everybody, please, please, please go check out the link in the description below. Nikki is an excellent, excellent, not only person, but just excellent um, business owner to and and just overall contributor to a positive society that um, you guys need to please go and check it out. She's doing great work. And um, folks, as you know, there are three types of work a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find your career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Nikki helped you find it here today. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the more.